Hey everybody, this is Alex with the Detail Solutions Podcast. Um, We're going to do something a little bit different this week. Um, I had a guest um, that I had line up and just things didn't work out. And instead of scrambling for uh, next week's guest to try and move them up early and I don't have questions for that person, um, I'm trying something different. This is something that is going to happen. I don't know how often it'll happen, um, but we're going to start doing this. It's called What's on Your Mind? So I grabbed Jason Bruno because he's my guinea pig and sit down with Jason and talk about what's on our minds. Um, I think this is going to be something to bring back um, past guests that have expressed interest in wanting to be on the podcast again, but I don't want to stop the, uh, what the podcast is, um, as far as reaching out and talking to people, meeting people, um, getting to know people. And I think this might be another way for me to get that big name detail celebrity on the podcast to talk with them again, without not, um, breaking up what the, the podcast has been so far and what I want it to be. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Jason and I had a fun time doing it. Um, and I will put a little disclaimer out there that we are not talking about any specific people in general. We are speaking about, detailers in the industry as a whole, um, things that upset us or, or we don't understand. Um, if you feel like you are being talked about, um, you're not man, sadly, or, um, you know, you've got an ego problem or something like that. Um, so take a listen. If you guys enjoy it, please let me know. We'll do it again. Um, if you guys don't like it, then it was all Jason's fault. He made me do it. Um, send all hate emails to him. Um, but I think I'm going to do it again. Um, I had a lot of fun. So take a listen. Let me know what you guys think. Thank you. All right. We're doing something different this week. Uh we're going to do something called what's on your mind. So again, I've grabbed Jason Bruno because he's my guinea pig. If you guys don't like this, it's Jason's fault and we won't do any more of them. So Jason, what's on your mind? Um, There's quite a few things, but um, first I just want to say, man, uh, congratulations on your podcast. Cause uh, I know you're going on, this is season two and uh, it, it, me that I had a detail uh, tell me that he's like man I really enjoy Alex's podcast and I listened to the to to yours and his episode and it was just great man I just wanted to tell you it was you did a good job and you know for me to hear that as a guest was pretty cool but yeah. I wanted to let you know as a host that you know you're, you're doing a great great job man well thanks man I I, I do appreciate that um <clears throat> I don't get uh 
a ton of feedback, but the feedback that I have heard from people is that they are enjoying it. They are looking forward to it every week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's, that's awesome. And, and again, I mean, I'll kind of keep doing this until I get bored of it or people get bored of me. So, um, but another reason why I wanted to kind of do this was, um, for the people, some people don't know, um, I was the inaugural guest on the pints and polishing podcast slash pain assassin hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you had a bunch of questions that you wanted to get to, um, but we kind of didn't. So that was kind of another reason I figured we'll do this. Uh, what's on your mind um, kind of deal. And for <clears throat> people to kind of understand it, it's just going to be what's on your mind as you know, real open no discussion. Mind. Yeah. Open discussion. We're just going to kind of talk. Um, it's just a, uh, you know, way for me to have a filler episode here and there. Um, so yeah, man, uh, we can talk about whatever's on your mind or we can talk about those questions or uh, that could be it. And it'll be a five minute episode, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we can, we can dive into a few things. I mean, there's a couple of things that I do want to like talk about, you know, that seem to be kind of, kind of going on in the industry. And I don't want to say like everybody does it, but there's a few right. select detailers that, you know, have, done a few things and i mean i can i can say i've done some of these things of myself as well so i mean right. i'm not gonna exclude myself but one of the things i do want to say is that uh if you're a detailer and or a business owner whatever have you uh, and you have all these ideas in your head i would say keep them to yourself uh or or share them with with people that you truly trust and you know they won't take your ideas or try to spin it into their own little thing. Right. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that there's people out there who don't do that already. I'm pretty sure there's a quite a few uh, right. who, who don't, you know, be as loud as as they should be. Some people, you know, it, it's cool to see how people will say where they're going with their business and everything like that. Um, but if it's a, a specific idea, yeah, keep that to yourself. Because right. in the long run, you don't want to spill that to somebody else and have them take your idea. And then once you get to that idea, because then you still want to do it, it it's going to look like you copied somebody else. And then, you know, sometimes there could be backlash on that and sometimes there won't. But, you know, my advice is to just keep keep some keep some of that important information to yourself. Right. So and now <clears throat> just so everybody knows, you're you're not talking about like tips and tricks and techniques and stuff like that. No, you are talking about no. if you've got an idea for your business, you want to move your business forward in a certain way that maybe is different than everybody else, or maybe not everybody's doing, you don't want to kind of share that with a bunch of people that could then maybe take that from you. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I always tell details, they got to share some tips and tricks. That's right. the only way we can all grow, man. That's right. how we all learn too. Listen, man. So, and, and I've been a proponent since as long as I've been on anybody's asked me, you know, it's not mm-hmm. hard to go up and forth or up and down and back and forth, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? No <laughs> you shit. know, I mean, I know there's a science to it, but listen, I, again, I go, I go, you know, up and down and back and forth until it's shiny. And then that's, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> so, right. Right. So, so let me look at my little question list. I have this whole list. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I again, I have nothing. This is this is strictly. Oh yeah, this is all, 
this is off the rip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, again, people are either going to love this or they're going to hate it. They're going to be like, dude, go back to your questions. <clears throat> so I know you didn't even answer this question, but you're going to answer it. You're going to answer it. I need you. I need your answer because I need to know. All I right. want to know what 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 the difference between a paint enhancement and a paint correction is to Alex Russell. Okay. So, I, listen, I, I, I see everybody's sides of it, right? So there's the people that are like, paint enhancement is not paint correction. Paint correction is not paint enhancement or whatever. So paint enhancement usually refers to like your your one steps, your hyper polishes, your hyper whatever, speed polishes, you know, something you're just not going to, to remove all the defects. You're just, you know, trying to get it looking good and whatever. That's usually what paint enhancement refers to. Paint correction is where we're correcting paint. We're correcting it to the best of our ability, whether that's the detailer who like you referred to me the other night that thinks they know what they're doing paint correction wise back in the beginning versus what I kind of do now. And that's, you know, the person that's either doing 65, 75, 85%, 95%, 99%, whatever. Um, but at the same time, I mean, wording's wording. I mean, if you're correcting paint, technically you are enhancing it. Um, I know that's really not the answer you probably want to hear but yeah. you know, um, that's how I feel about it. But yeah, yeah technique, usually rule of thumb is, is paint enhancement is usually the, the lesser service, the, the quick service, the one-step service, whatever kind of deal. That's so here's, I, the way, here's the way I look at it. Um, when I think of, of paint enhancement, I think of somebody making something look better, you know, and I understand right, you enhancing can- Right, and you're saying, well, you know, when you do a paint correction, you make things look better too. You do, but you're also fixing it to right. make it look better. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not really fixing anything when you're doing an, uh, an enhancement, and I put that in quotations. You just, yeah. you know, you're, you're covering. You're, you're not really taking anything out. You might, you know, maybe 10, 20, 30% of defects, depending right. on what you use. But, I mean, when you're doing... When you're doing a one-step paint correction, right? Everybody, oh, it's 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 a quick, it's a quick process. Yeah, right. yeah, it is. It is. It is a lot quicker than doing a two-step or I'll just say multi-step. I don't even want to get into two, three, four, five, right. whatever have you, right? Exactly. Multi-step. But doing a one-step still takes time. It still takes you to. You can't rush through a one-step, right? You no. you got to take your time. You're gonna right. at least get fifty percent of defects out with a one-step. Now, when you go to a paint enhancement, that's just a quick, quick, quick runover with a polisher and polish. Like, hey, we're just gonna do this quick, make the paint shiny and pop. Cool. Right. So that's just that was my take on on paint enhancement. I just wanted you to answer it because you didn't answer it for me uh, <laughs> two nights well, ago. The one thing, the one thing I will kind of admit to is, um, and I don't know if it's just I'm I don't I just don't know if it's I'm not paying attention to the right people or maybe if everybody has seemed to get a little bit better with their verbiage is you don't notice too many people, you know, using pain enhancement as, as terminology as much anymore. At least I don't, I'm, I'm going to say. Yeah, I, I haven't really seen it much either, but when I do, it kind of makes me cringe, cringe a little. Cause it's like, Oh, I, I did a, 
I did a two-step enhancement. And I'm like, dude, you just mixed that all up together. It doesn't right. even sound right. You yeah. sound ignorant. <laughs> right, right. No, like, exactly. what, are you, what are you explaining to your customer? Yeah. So, no, I mean, gotcha. and I'm not trying to dog on people. I just want people to actually know what they're saying. Right. You got to understand what you're saying to, to, to sell a job. You got to understand what you're saying to make your customer feel better about them bringing their car to you. You exactly. need to know what you're saying because you need to know what you're doing. Right. And that's all. That's all it is. It's not a dog on anything or anyone. Right. And again, again, we're not we're not car wash detailers, right? Like we spoke about right. the other night. You know, um, you know, the, the car wash. It's it's a buff and wax. You know, let me get a buff and wax. You know, that's that's the the the, the exterior detail. Um, yeah. You know, we're not we're not doing buff and wax, and we're not charging car wash buff and wax money. Um, so I think you're right. You know, if you're going to sell the product to your client and you're expecting them to pay if it's 200 300 500 700 thousand dollars twelve hundred dollars whatever if they're gonna pay that you have to act like you know what you're talking about and you have to have the right the right terminology and the right wording because the one thing that i've noticed um with clients that that are coming for corrections um and coatings is usually they've done a little bit of due diligence. Like they know mm -hmm. what the process involves. They're not just, all right, well, hey, here's uh, my open checkbook and you know, you just do what you do. They, they ask questions, they, they're a little bit um, educated with it. So if you're not mm -hmm. using the right terminology that maybe they've read online somewhere, you're gonna lose that job. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, Another thing that I see a lot too is is detailers and and branding. Now I see detailers out there. Uh, again, this is not a knock, <laughs> but I see a lot of detailers out there who will have trucks wrapped in other other companies' logos, and they'll have their logo tiny, like in the back or something like that. I'm like, right. I really don't understand that. I don't understand why detailers would promote um another company over their own like it's their job to promote right. themselves you know Let's, you would want your vehicle to have a rolling billboard of yourself right. rather than somebody else and i mean and i i'm a brand owner myself and when um details i've had a detail last week he was like hey man i would really like to put my logo on your shirt i asked him why i said why do you want to do that so where do you want to put it he goes, I just want to put it like, you know, a little, a little, your little logo, like on maybe my sleeve or the back of my shirt. I said, okay, why? And they respond with, you know, I really love what your, your brand is about. Uh, I like what you represent. I like what the brand represents. And I like that. I, I, I respect that. I, I will give them, okay, like, okay, you can put it on a shirt, but don't make it bigger than your logo. This is, right. this is your company shirt. It, your logo needs to come first. So, I mean, it's very humbling and it's very, it's very awesome to hear that. Yeah. But when you go over that and you're like, you got uh, a company's banner, like outside of your shop, over your overhead doors, instead of your own name, I, I need to understand why they want to do that instead of putting right. a banner above their shop door with their own name so they know who they're going to see. <clears throat> I mean, th these companies just give you products to do the job. You know, which is, is give. fine. Give. <laughs> they provide. They <laughs> Thank provide. You. Thank you. They provide. <laughs> and and I, I just don't understand 
why? I mean, maybe you could help me understand. Well, I mean, I know you didn't do that. Like, all right, you have a big banner of mine in my in your shop. Right. Like it's humongous. It takes up like your whole wall. Yeah. And I did that on purpose as like a little joke, you know. But you know. So here's the way that I look at that, right? Because because again, I I was kind of very similar to to that maybe two years ago, three years ago or whatever, um, before I started talking to some people who, you know, and this is a topic that, listen, you're not the first person to bring it up. You know, I mean, I've heard plenty of people, you know, say the same thing you're saying. Um, sell you, not not the company you you provide, you know, exactly. um, or you use a, a, a service or a chemical or product of or whatever. Um, when I first started doing it, I, I thought by, by using a company's logo or mentioning a company's product would make me look better in a, in a way or bring some kind of recognition, you know, like that the guy driving down the road is going to drive by and see my banner with a logo on it of a product I use and like slam on the brakes and turn in real quick. It, it doesn't, but you know, like I didn't know that in the beginning. Um, so, and that's where I've kind of taken a lot of that branding down from my banners or my business cards or my shirts. Um, now, yes, I do have your big giant banner in my shop, but to me, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a little bit different because that's me giving support to a really good friend. That's me giving support to a, a brand that I feel passionate about. And to me, that brand isn't just whatever, whatever product that's being sold for $10 or $200 or whatever, that, that brand is a family. It's a group. Um, so for me, it's not necessarily about um, trying to promote the brand. It's it's showing the recognition for a group of people or a family that I'm a part of. Um, you know, it's the same as, you know, I guess, you know, similar to what you guys, you know, and who are military or vets or whatever, you know, you guys have you know, the license plates, or you guys have the, the stickers on your windows, or you guys have the clothing, stuff like that. It's, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, you guys right. aren't, you know, really promoting, you know, whatever branch you served in, you're promoting that brotherhood. And to me, that's what having that Pain Assassins banner in my shop means. That's what me wearing a Pain Assassins t-shirt every day is, is it's me just trying to promote my, my extended brotherhood sisterhood family of of you know pain assassins and here's the thing too it's funny that you just brought that up to wear like a shirt like every day i know for a fact that you have your own business shirts with your own business logo on them and that you only wear them when you come into contact with clients yes and i think that's a great idea yeah yeah because you know i don't want to wear a a polo all day long when I'm by myself correcting pain. I want to be in a t-shirt, you know? And again, you know, you, you make really good t-shirts. There's been t-shirts you've made for me. Um, You know, my ideas that I've kind of given to you and you've made them specifically for me. Um, 
kind of shout out to hundred dollar pain pain enhancement shirt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, man. I mean, I want to be comfortable. I want to be comfortable when I'm working. You know, and and whether it's wearing, you know, and, and again, I'd rather wear a pain a, a pain assassin shirt because, you know, again, it's just me kind of showing off what I do, what interests me. You know, it's the same as the sports guy that's just going to wear, you know, basketball jerseys all day long because that's what he's comfortable in or, or you know, T-shirts with the football logo on it, you know, for whatever. Well, let's be real. Let's be real. When you wear that pain assassin shirt, you feel like a superhero, don't you? A little bit. It, it gives you paint correction powers. It does. <laughs> it does. So if you're listening to this podcast, buy my shirts because it gave you paint correction <laughs> powers, all right? <laughs> You will end. You will be better than Aaron Knox. You, yeah, you too can be better than Aaron Knox if you wear a pain <laughs> That's gonna be on a new shirt. There you go. <laughs> I'm sure he'll love it. Um. Oh. Oh. I know he will. He'll probably want one too, so he can be better than himself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he, needs, he needs one that says he's better than Alex Russell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's let's see what other questions got. I got. I'm flipping back and forth. All right, here's a good question, man. Okay. What, are, what are some of the mistakes you've made? Uh, let's just say while detailing. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's paint correction or not. And how did you correct them? Oh, man. So, knock on wood, um, I haven't made too many mistakes. I, I am. A, it, can be, it can be minor, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm a super careful person when I do stuff. But, it, but again, I, I have. Um very fortunate for me i was able to correct said mistakes with without any problems or without even having to mention to the client mm -hmm. um so a couple of examples one was um uh man probably like two years ago i was doing a uh, rover i was doing the black piano pieces on the back of the rover and um, and something broke in my Rupes machine, and it like reverse torqued on itself, and just completely burned the paint in a circle. Um, thankfully, at the time, so this was a Monday. Thankfully, at the time, my buddy who does spot um, spray stuff for the dealerships um, was at the Audi dealership right up the road from my shop on Tuesdays, so I was able to just that panel just kind of slides and clips in. I was able to just pop it out. I took it to him Tuesday morning, finished doing the vehicle and uh, he had it sanded down and painted and back to me Tuesday night um, or afternoon. I had it coated and gave it back to the customer on Thursday or Friday. And like nothing happened. Like nothing happened. Cost me, cost me 50 bucks. To have it done so it wasn't it wasn't a big you know ouch kind of deal um one of the other ones i had was um uh, i was doing wheels off on an audi r8 um the rear wheels are kind of deeper inset or offset and uh when i was trying to break the lug loose with the breaker bar wasn't paying attention to where my breaker bar was and i just nicked um part of the uh the 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 spoke, the, the, the arm or the spoke or whatever, where it kind of comes out and bends around. Um, 
got on the phone with uh, the guy that has the wheel repair shop here in town. He came by, grabbed it, took it home, brought it back to me the next day, cost me 125 bucks to have it fixed. Um, so those are just a couple of issues that I've had. Um, again, thankfully they've been real small, real minor. Um, I've never had, um, you know, anything crazy big, at least me personally. I mean, running car washes for all those years. Mm -hmm. I've had to uh, call some customers and, <laughs> and, and, and as a manager and, uh, and, and replace some, some panel, you know, some pieces or get some panels repainted or things like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, typically the way that I handle it is, is if it's something that I can fix and have it done, there's no, for me, there's no need to upset the customer. I mean, I would, I wouldn't want somebody to call me and be like, Hey, Alex, you know, I got this little tiny nick on your wheel, but I'll get it fixed for you. It'll be done tomorrow. Like, I'd rather you just not tell me about it. Cause I don't want to start yeah. freaking out about it. You know, um, right, and they might not even return back after that. Right. Right. You know, um, so little things like that, you know, that's, that's kind of my, my mentality is let's just fix it. Let's, you know, as long as it's good, then let's not say anything. If we do need to say something, then obviously I'll say something I've, I've dealt with it, you know, 20 plus years managerial experience with a car wash. It's not going to be my first trip or my first time telling a client that there's damage to their vehicle. Um, you know, I mean, you just suck it up, you offer to pay for it, you know, hopefully it's some, hopefully it's not something too big that, you know, you're, you're taking a huge hit on it. Um, of course you might lose whatever profitability you have in that vehicle, but again, you know, it's better to do it, be upfront with the customer, um, be sincere about it because I found that, especially in my, my experience with the car washes you know, when you are upfront with people and you tell them like, Hey, look, we broke this or whatever. I've got a new one ordered for you. It'll be here, you know, tomorrow, the next day we'll get it fixed. That client will keep coming back over and over again because they know that you weren't trying to do anything shady. Um, but I have seen some, some people that, you know, have tried to do shady stuff, um, you know, and just because they don't want to have to pay for it, it might be a, a yeah. big damage or something like that. So one, one car wash I worked at the, one of the detailers was back in a car out of the bay and scraped the side of the lady's fender down the uh, concrete wall. And the manager went and got the lady and escorted her straight to the driver's side, put her in the car and sent her on her way. And, and then when she came back was like, well, I mean, it wasn't like that when you left. Um, I don't know what happened. It's been two days. I don't know what you did. And, you know, so, I mean, there's, there's some shady stuff, man, I've seen, but I just, I'm not going to be that type of person. It ends up coming back on you. you yeah, know? man. Damn, I'm that's a, crazy. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big believer in karma, you know, good old, good old, my name is Earl, do good things and good things that happen to you. So yeah. <laughs> I want to do right. right. So we're, we're, let's, let's talk about a, a to, what, what to me is a sensitive subject. Okay. Okay. This could be anything. Die hard. Uh, <laughs> man, we were supposed to do this with trap. Listen, we'll do it with trap too. I like to yeah. debate this shit. That's fine. So what do you want to talk about? Why it's a Christmas movie. Because it's a Christmas movie. Why? Well, because it What takes, makes it a Christmas movie? It takes place during Christmas. But 
okay, what else? You can't just have one thing. Oh, this one thing makes it a Christmas. Let me ask you something. If there's a fucking gun in a, in a, in a movie, does it automatically make it a war movie? No. No, but it might make it an action movie. Okay, but that's a specific, you know, thing. It's not a, it's not a Christmas movie. It's not. It's just because it takes place on Christmas and there's a why, Christmas party going on. It, why isn't it a Christmas movie then? Because where's Santa? I'm sure he was. I'm sure they had okay. a. I'm pretty sure he's probably in there too. I'm pretty I, sure. Yeah. I mean, there was Chris, there was definitely Christmas trees in there, or Christmas yeah, tree okay. in the. Yeah, at a Christmas party, correct. Hey, All right. Hey. Where, where's the reindeer? Listen, where's man, the, it's not. Where, where's Santa? Here's the thing is, it, is where's, not, the, where's the Christmas? It's not Home Alone, bro. It's not Home Alone. Home Alone didn't have didn't have Santa Claus in it. Home Alone didn't have reindeer in it. I don't say that's a Christmas store, uh, a Christmas movie. But it is. All right, we're sticking to Die Hard. <laughs> we're not going. We're not going down this rabbit hole. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I don't know. It's like it's a Christmas movie, man. It's always been a yeah, Christmas. There's, no, movie. there's not even a Christmas plot. Like if you look at Elf with yeah. with Will Ferrell, that's a Christmas movie because there's okay. a Christmas plot. He comes from the okay. North Pole. He's a a grown elf. Or whatever yeah. you want to call it, a giant elf. We'll call him a giant elf trying to find his dad. Yeah. It's all Christmassy. You know? Right. They, 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 they save Christmas because his, <laughs> his sleigh got shot down in Central Park. Right. But that's a Christmas movie. Die Hard is in the words. Die Hard's in the Christmas category, no. though. You can't say, oh, it's a Christmas and put emphasis on the word. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, hey, yeah. No, that's not how it works. No. I don't care. You can call me uh, a communist or, or you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not American, even though I'm wearing my America shirt. Die <laughs> Hard is not a Christmas movie. It may take place on Christmas. There may be a Christmas party going on, but it is an action movie. Just like how you wanted to say, oh, well, you know, if a gun was in, it could be an action movie. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to... <laughs> I'm gonna send you a Christmas present like a with a with a springboard fuck you in it. Okay. Just don't send me a glitter. Just don't send me a glitter bomb. No, I dude, I would never do that. To, I wouldn't even <laughs> do that to my worst enemy, dude. Yeah, glitter is an abomination to the world. Yeah. It is like I, my anniversary was what's today's date? The sixth? Yeah. Is okay, it? so yeah, I don't know. Not the fifth. The fifth. Okay, it was three days ago, and I'm literally going in the card store looking at cards, and I'm like, all right, this card has too much glitter. That card has too much glitter. <laughs> I went through like six cards before I was like, all right, this card has a minimum amount of glitter. I can deal with that. At least won't get everywhere. It's all. So, so where is a an acceptable place for glitter to be in this world? Nowhere. Strippers. What's that? Not even. I'd rather see booby tassels. <laughs> booby tassels. No. Yeah. No. no not, strippers do not deserve to wear glitter. No. All right. Absolutely. That's the only place I could ever think of that you would normally see glitter outside of arts and crafts. You know why glitter doesn't belong on strippers? Why? Because fucking glitter is like herpes. It will spread. You come from the strip club to your house, you're getting your ass whooped. <laughs> you know, if your wife didn't know that you were there, she's gonna. Yeah, that's true. 
You know, it'll get you in yep. trouble. Glitter has no place on this earth. Period. <laughs> oh shit. All right. So another thing that has been on my mind is uh people who give themselves um titles as in I'm the best, I'm the greatest, I'm the king. I'm better than Paradox, those those assholes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's that's a funny title that can stay but it's the ones that you know i yeah. i look at i compare i call it the lebron james syndrome and i okay. say that because lebron james dubbed himself the goat right he said it on tv i don't think he's the goat a lot of people think he is and a lot of people don't we'll leave that debate for another time but yeah. when you want to like people who give themselves that title i feel like they have some kind of in fury i don't know like an issue with them they have, like, they have a god they have a god complex so to speak i mean not specifically like that. And, and, and not even in our industry i mean just people in general yeah, that, yeah that that's why i say people better. i didn't say detailers right. I said people. yeah okay i mean this, so, this detailer podcast so i figured we were talking about detailers it's open discussion remember I, I, that's true that's true all right so we can say people detailers are people too alex detailers are people too you're right so I feel with that, you know, if that, that title deserves to be given by other people, you know what right. I'm saying? Michael Jordan never called him the goat. We call him the goat. Tom Brady right. never called himself the goat. We call him the goat. Right. I may not call him the goat anymore, but you know, other people do. <laughs> um, yeah. I just feel like that title deserves to be given by your peers. Right. You know, I've never heard. Well, and of, here's here's the other thing, right? So, like, what makes somebody the best, right? Because what might yeah. make you the best doesn't ver doesn't um have to mean what I think is the best. And what I think mm -hmm. is the best, you might be like, how do you think that's the best? You know, we right. all have a different idea of what the best is. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, I mean, it's not like we can go off stats like the NBA or NFL does, you know? Right, right. Again, we're moving a polisher up and down and back and forth until defects are gone. What about that makes you the best? I think a lot of people will compare that to having a lot of knowledge. And just because you have a lot of knowledge doesn't necessarily make you the best. It just makes you smart. No, exactly. Because, again, I don't know shit about chemicals and stuff, but I can make paint shiny as right fuck, you know right i don't say that that makes me the best that's another thing too a lot of these detailers and not people but detailers think they're fucking scientists think they're chemists think they know it all right because they ask for a fucking sds sheet Ooh. right i don't know all, i don't know what the fuck goes into ceramic coatings i mean i i will do my due diligence and and do my research as far as i can understand Right, exactly. And I'm the same way. When I'm thinking about using a new product, I want to go and talk to the person that is pushing said product. Mm -hmm. And 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 I'm going to ask them questions because again, I don't want to just jump on the bandwagon because everybody else is jumping on it. Right. Like um, graphene. Right. Well, <laughs> not even that, dude. Just just everything that new that comes out that, you know, is, is the, the flavor of the week um, kind of deal. I mean, it, it happens all the time. Um, you know, I mean, one of, one of a, a product that has become a favorite of mine was 
to me, I feel a flavor of the week. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, like everybody was like, Oh my God, I got to have this product. I got to have this product. I got to have this product. And, and it's still out there. It's still performing well, but you don't hear the hype about it as much anymore, or at least I'm not. And I use the product. So, you know, I'm not going to, his is saying that it's a saying that I heard and it's, it's pretty ironic where I heard it from. I heard it in a Slipknot song. Okay. And when I heard it, I was like, damn, that shit, that shit's true. And the saying was, old doesn't mean dead and new doesn't mean best. Right. And that, I think, goes a long way in our industry because like you just said, you don't hear about that product that you use like you did when it was first released. Right. And, and uh, who knows, how long ago was it released? Do you remember? It's O'Burk. I mean, I'll tell you, it's it's O'Burk. Okay. I mean, so that was about what, a year, year and a half. Year, ago? yeah, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Right. So in our industry, because it's so fast moving, that's considered right. an old product now. Right. But it being old doesn't mean that it's dead. It still works and it still fucking does what it's supposed oh, yeah. to do. But it, but what I'm but what I'm saying is is it's like okay, so O'Burk was the new hot product a year and a half ago. Everybody right. jumped on it. Right. right. So, so just because it's old now, and I'm not saying everybody's jumped off of it, but you just don't hear the hype about it anymore. And people aren't still like, Oh yeah. man, O'Burke's killing it on this. O'Burke's killing it on that. Um, mm-hmm. But, but now, you know, product, whatever is out. Now everybody's like, yeah. you know, um, the, the murmurs are all over the place and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong, but that's what I'm saying. Like before I'm going to, just jump on because everybody else is jumping on it. I'm going to go ask questions. I'm going to talk to some of these people who have jumped on it. Like, Hey, what did you really think about it? And, and I try to ask people that um, have a little bit of knowledge in the industry um, because I know I'm going to get honest feedback versus the person that is just wants to hype it to sell it. Yeah. You know, right, and yeah. that's honestly what I try to make Pain Assassins for. Right, we don't hype shit up. No, you know, we just will tell you, hey, you know, this is good. You should use it. If something new comes out, we try it. We're like, all right, this is good. You should use it, or you should try it. If you like right. it, then you should keep it in your arsenal. If not, it's not a big deal. It ain't gonna lose. We ain't losing any money over this. Right. You know, right. Not, you're, you're not being you're not being paid or, or the, the, the people in the well, some of them aren't being paid to to go on pain assassins and say use this product. We're not trying to be the the cool detailer on social media. Right. We're not trying to be the guy who is flashy or you know wants to look the part. Like we are the part. Right. So well, I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. So let me, let me ask you, let me, let me throw a question out to you. Cause this is one that I think we've talked about. And, and this is one that, that kind of gets me is how do you know that a coding has failed? I don't know. Dude, I've asked questions. Like I've asked coding companies and people who represent those companies. Like, how do you know when, you strip a coating that it's completely off. Right. Cause I don't know that. 
Because when you're stripping a coating, whether if it's wet sanding or compounding, uh, you can ruin the integrity of the clear coat if you go too far. So right. you should know when when is when is it off? When is it truly right. off? Coating is invisible to the eye, so we don't know. We can't see. Yeah, right. you could probably use a, a gauge and measure it and shit, but that's just going to, you know, it takes a long time. I mean, I really don't even know what a coating looks like after it's removed or what it should look like. No one's giving me that answer. So hopefully if somebody is listening to this, you can reach out to me and, and tell me, let me know. And I'll give it a try and see if I can actually see it. But as far as your question goes, uh, how do I know when a coating fails? I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I would honestly probably say when the hydrophobics are not there anymore. But again, when you say, hey, the hydrophobics aren't here anymore, all the coating comes is going to say, oh, no, it's still good. It's still protecting. You just need to top it. Right. Which, you know, well, it, makes and that's, sense. Right. And that is true because I do I, – I, I have heard from a few people, and, and I believe I've even read it, um, that the hydrophobic layer is the first layer to go on a coating. Right. It, it, it will go a year or two, you know, and then – and but that doesn't mean that the – the coating itself right is gone um so what i think it comes down to is like we we're again we're not scientists and we're not chemists the right. people who design these coatings are the chemists and they're the scientists so it, it's up to us to to take their word and trust their word on it basically right. i mean if right. somebody says the coating lasts five years or four years well, if properly taken care of, all right, cool. That's what I'm going to tell the customer. But as as far as these lifetime things go, I call bullshit on that because nothing lasts a lifetime. Right. Well, and the, and the reason why I asked this is because it was asked to me the other day. And, and then the other question that was asked to me is, is so what do you, like, let's say you've got a, sorry, uh, <laughs> Um, dog treats everywhere that's fine let's say um you've got a client that comes in with a car and they said hey uh you know it was i took it to so and so and they put coating whatever on it but i don't think it's i don't think it's doing a good job i don't know you know whatever and they want you to remove it and replace it so how do you how do you know how to remove it what do you remove it with so and I didn't even know if you've removed it enough that when you're putting the new coating on that the new coating is going to even bomb. Okay. So I, I removed a coating before. Uh, I think it was like uh, G-Technic or something. Yeah, uh -huh. I'm pretty sure it was G-Technic. And what I noticed is when I was compounding it up, I could see more. I could see like it was kind of leaving a, a, a haze kind of to it. And I would wipe that off and then I would compound the same area again. And that haze was no longer there. Uh, I don't really know if that really, you know, took the coating off or not, but it did that throughout the whole car. So in it, what I was seeing was, okay, I'm compounding. It's turning hazy. I wipe it off and compound it again. The haze is no longer there. So I must be doing something. Right. You know, and then I recoded the car and I had no problems uh, recoding the car. Uh, whether it be high spots or uh, the coating not like leveling right or anything like that. It was just a nice smooth surface to it. Um, so I, I've heard that uh, G technique is one of the easier coatings to remove. 
Right. Um, I've I've called a couple of details and hey, I gotta remove this coating. It's it's G Technic and how would I do this? And they said, well, just use a microfiber pad and and um, some compound. Uh, and that's the only coating I've actually had to remove. Right. But I now, do want. Go ahead. No, no, I was gonna I was gonna say because I mean I I guess maybe it depends on the chemical mixture of the coatings because you know according to some people some coatings wash off with soap and other coatings need to be wet sanded off Um, and that's where the scary part comes in that's why i want to know what how you know when it's taken off yeah Yeah. i mean if some if a if a uh a chemical uh company's chemist said you know all you need to do is wet sand it with 3000 grit and you're good Okay, I'll take your word for it. Right. That's that's a problem though, I think, right? Is um so so a lot of the people that we're dealing with are are the distributors, right? The distributor's job is just to make money. They're right. they're they're the salespeople, right? They're yep. just look, our coding does A, B, C, and D. Give me your money, I give you the coding, you go and charge whatever you want to charge, everybody's happy. Right. But there's not really a lot of access to the chemist, right? Like you can't, you can't go call up the chemist of, you know, whatever coding, just insert coding name here. Right. Um, You can't go call that chemist and be, you know, and have FaceTime with them or or one-on-one time with them. So we, we kind of have to just take it what second hand third hand maybe even fourth hand information because the chemist is telling the person who owns the company they're telling the marketing department marketing departments telling distributors whatever um so that's where i think it gets real hard and you know and, and again i mean i don't have a lot of calls for um removing coatings or even having to worry about it but but it was a question that another detailer asked me um yesterday actually and because he was curious and and I told him, you know, pretty much the same thing that, you know, you're telling me, you know, you just got to hammer down on it and hopefully you're removing enough of it without damaging clear coat and hopefully your new coating will stick to it and everything's hunky dory. And I think uh, so you got distributors for companies and you got trainers for companies sometimes the distributor is the trainer also right uh, i feel like the trainers of these companies need to be an extension of the chemists yeah uh they they need to be the ones that you know details can contact and be like hey you know i, I ran into this problem what can i do because i see a lot of this sometimes where people go to trainings and you know they can't get a hold of a trainer sometimes you know and then they have right. to go to other outlets uh and, but I and think really I feel like the, it needs to be more structured. Right. And really the trainer is just somebody who is trained by the distributor to, you know, now you're a trainer. I mean, whatever yeah. um, kind of deal. And and again, there's there's some great companies out there that their people do know, you know, their stuff. And that's that's awesome. I commend them. But I think there's just too much of it just being pushed out, pushed out, pushed out, and nobody has a well, they, that's what they, some of these companies hire people who can generate money right you know they'll be like oh well this person has a good social media following i'm gonna hire him or hire him or her as a trainer and then they, you know they'll attract people to come to our trainings 
Right, right. And again, it's, I mean, but everybody does that, right? I mean, if you're an influencer, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you're selling, you know, these companies say, oh shit, you've got a lot of followings. You know what? Hey, how much is it, you know, for you to make a post using our product? Because they know million people, 2 million people, 10 million people are going to see that. And, you know, even if they get a small percentage of it, it's worth it for them. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. At the end of the day, it's, 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 it's all business for everybody, right? It's business for us. It's business for the, for the distributors. It's business for the companies. And we're all just trying to keep everything above the line, right? As far as, you know, we want to be in the, in the black. Um, yeah, but that shit can shoot you. They can shoot themselves in the foot. Like I'm saying, you. like you can hire somebody who's a pretty face or somebody who has a good following on social media, but you know, half of them probably won't even know what the fuck they're talking about when they're talking. Right. It's like why? Why am I? Li- why don't I just pay seven hundred fucking dollars for three days to listen to somebody tell me something I already know? Yeah. It's no. it's, it's it's a. <laughs> It's like a cutthroat industry. It really is. It is. I mean, and, and, it, and it even, I mean, but it's even cutthroat down to us as detailers. I mean, we're constantly trying to, you know, either badmouth the next person or undercut the next, and not all of us, um, but there are, I mean, it's a, it's a huge industry. I mean, you think about, you know, professional detailers, you know, and I want to use the term professional because, you know, if you, if you say detailers, right, like, you know, Marty asked me this question the other night and, and I don't know that I got it fully right. Like what makes us, what makes us a detailer? What is detailing? Right. So, I mean, I, cause I get clients that say, well, I just need a detail. Okay. Well, like what, what do you inside outside? Like what level of interior, what level of outside? Because I think there's so many people that are, you know, quote unquote detailing or detailers. Um, And a lot of it can be that $25 mobile guy or the $2,000 ceramic guy, right? I mean, we all fit in that, that umbrella of detailing. So that's where I like to use, you know, the quote unquote professional. You know, especially when I'm talking to people, I tell them, well, I'm a little bit different. I'm a professional detailer. I've been trained. I've, I've learned. I've studied whatever. Um, that's why my services are what they are and cost what they are versus the mobile guy that's going to show up. And not even just the mobile guy. The, there's some shop guys, you know, that just pop up and, and they're cranking stuff out for $50 or $25 or $100 or something like that. Um, so, you know, I don't, I, I think everybody's cutthroat in a sense. I mean, you kind of have to be to survive. Yeah, least. no, I get it. Yeah, I absolutely get it. And it's like, another thing was uh, people who try to separate themselves away from other people who who might not be in the same place as them. It could be business-wise, it could be life, finances, whatever have you. You know, it's like if, if I drove a Porsche and you drove a Honda Civic and I said, I don't want to associate with you because you're not on my level because you don't drive a Porsche. 
Right. I think that's I think that's fucking bullshit for one because there are people in the industry who say that that say you know I don't want to fuck with you because you're not on my level or you don't have the same goals as I do. Me and you are totally two different people, right? Right. You have different goals than I do. You know, we both have our own businesses. Right. And I obviously have a brand to run and you have a business to run and also a podcast. Like you're not the same person as Marty. You're not the same person as as Rennie. No. And all three of you have podcasts. All three of you right. bring a different style to the podcast industry or whatever. Right. But anyways, I feel like somebody who say, says that about anybody is ignorant because even though if I drive a Porsche and you drive a Civic, I, I'll still fuck with you. Right. You know, because right. you might have a different mindset on things than I do. And right. just because we have different goals doesn't mean, you know, we're on well, a different and- level. Right. And that's kind of the thing, too. So, like, I mean, people that say that, right, um, they're probably not in the same category as some of their clients. Right. Yeah. But, they're, but they're, their clients either A, tolerate them because they do good work or B, actually are actually friends with them. I mean, I, I'm that way. I mean, I have trust me. I mean, I've got clients that, you know, just have stupid money to burn. Yeah. I mean, I've got one client, I coat a car for him every single year because he gets bored. And these aren't, you know, these aren't cars that everybody can afford. I mean, they're $150,000 plus cars. He could probably easily afford stupid money cars, but he's smart. He gets car. He's a driver. He's a race. He's a racer. He buys stuff that he can go and trash on the track for a year and get bored of it and sell it and get something else. He's not going to go buy a two or $300,000 car that, you know, you can put an air bubble in a garage and yeah. can never hey, look at my, my car. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. It only has fucking 1,000 miles on it. Right. And then I've got another client that, that has both, right. He has the race car and he has, you know, the McLaren that, that he, that he drives on the weekends here and there or whatever. And, and they become really good clients of mine because not only because I do good work, but because we're, we have similar interests. We're good people. Um, you know, and again, my Evo doesn't compare to their McLaren or their Audi R8 or their Ferrari 488 or whatever, but you know what? They've invited me out. I've seen them out at restaurants and, and, had conversations with them outside of just being a detailer when they come to my shop it's you know hey how's how's michelle how's Haley? like they know my family they they know what's going on um so i don't i i think that's i think that's kind of like you said i think that's very ignorant or or just small-minded when when people say that um it is at the end of the day dude like we might not have the same goals, but you know what we do have in common with our goals is that we want to excel. We want to succeed. Right. right. So that's, that's, that's all that should matter. Right. I don't give a shit if you have fucking $10 in your bank or $10,000 in your bank. You know, that does not matter to me. And I'll be the first one to admit, ain't nobody got my goals. Nobody has mine either. Cause these guys are out there killing themselves working 18, 24 hours to get cars done. And we've discussed this, and you even called me out on it the other night in the podcast. My ass is going home as 
early as possible <laughs> because I want to spend time with my family, my hanging out with my daughter and taking her to cheer, you know, having a nice night alone with, you know, Michelle and I actually got lucked out and, and Haley went and spent two nights or last night and tonight with a friend. Um, so, you know, we'll have a little bit of time to watch TV and, and be alone. That's way more important to me than, cranking away at the shop to make an extra couple hundred bucks or you know whatever and, and again that but that's somebody else's goal is to be at their shop just cranking and killing it and trying to get to that million dollar a year mark and and hey man more power to you if that's your goal but don't call me out or don't call somebody else out that we're not good enough because again yeah maybe maybe spending time with my family is that much more important to me than having a having a business that does a million dollars which what's my profitability going to be on that (laughs) realistically you know (laughs) for real yeah what else you got we're hitting we're hitting i know right we might hurt feelings so i hope nobody gets upset listen I, I'm not hiding anything. If somebody wants to have a conversation with me after this and tell me how they feel, I respect their opinions. I know. As, I, as I would hope is that they respect mine as well. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. At the end of the day, I'm going to speak my right. mind. You know, I, I think I, that's it, kind of what I'm known for. So here's a question for you, since we're kind yeah. of talking about it, is let me see how I want to, how I want to phrase this. Um, and not and not to like be PC or anything, but just to make it understandable. Um, so how how do how in this industry do we do we try to stay PC? I guess right because that's that's the big thing, right? Like everybody, and I don't I don't care. I'm I'm guilty of it. I, I've I've tried this year to not be as much um, caught up in the gossip and the drama and, and the, the hating and everything. Yeah. But, but unfortunately I, it happens. I mean, we're human. We're, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna gravitate towards it. Right. We're going to see something that, that we don't like or, or that upsets us and we've got to talk with people and vent. Um, but in an industry where everybody does it, why is it that everybody's afraid to call people out on it. All right, so here's the thing. There's some things that some people should just shut the fuck up about, and I'm very guilty of that myself, and I've made amends with certain people already with right. my big mouth. But, you know, when when something is truly need to be spoke upon and you you do it with a good heart and you do it with good intentions, I feel like the person who's getting and I don't think you should do it publicly either. I think you should do it privately. That's another big thing too. Don't make it public because once you make it public, then everybody's going to get involved. People are going to choose sides and then someone's going to get ruined one way or another. It's not permanently, but you know, it leaves everybody chattering uh, in the future about everybody. And that's what causes a lot of drama too, is just open mouths. So do it privately. Uh, that's one of the biggest things. Um, but again, do it with a kind heart and do it with a good intention. Like if you see something that's wrong, like go to the person and be like, Hey man, I want to talk to you. You know, this is what I think. And it's up to the person, whether they're going to respect your opinion or not. And seeing how we're in like the snowflake generation, 
a lot of these people are going to get butthurt. <laughs> right. So I think that that plays a big part in it too, that we have a lot of snowflakes who think that, oh, you hurt my feelings now, go fuck off. And they hate right. you for the rest of their life or some shit like that. But if somebody can take actual constructive criticism and actually listen, I think that could help a lot also. Uh, I take constructive criticism from a lot of people and um, it made me think twice about what I want to do compared to what I will do, you know? Right. So uh, that that's, I think, to keep it PC, you know, politically correct, is to do it privately, do it with good intentions and a good heart. Because as long as you do that, um, and if the person still gets mad at the end of that, then that's on them. That ain't on you. Right. And and it's it's funny, too, because, you know, when the people do, and this is the thing that gets me, is so when the, when people do get in their little tissy fits on Facebook and they're bashing each other, um, but then they go, but then they go and make a post, um, you know, kind of, kind of like, Oh, you know, like I, I hate when people come at me or I hate when people say this or whatever. And then everybody in the industry is like on that person's side when they, when everybody's seen the things that, that they've said or gotten a little tissy fit or whatever, that's the thing that kind of gets me a little bit is, is the, the contradiction in this industry, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and that, and that's where I think, I mean, obviously, I guess everybody needs to keep it PC because again, you don't want to burn any bridges. There's so many of these companies that, you know, supposedly can't stand each other, but at the end of the day, you know, they're, you know, hanging out with each other and partying with each other and word spreads like wildfire. If you, you know, upset the cart on one of them, then you're kind of blacklisted or whatever between all of them. Um, that's the issue with the company then. If they can't fucking realize that this is this is a huge industry with uh, multiple choices of what we could use, right? Then, like, dude, shut the fuck up and just go about your damn business. Like, who cares what people use? Don't shut some. If somebody if somebody wants to shut somebody out for using something else, right? Then, shit, I shouldn't even be a detailer then. No, I understand. I mean, I don't. I, I mean, we. I I told you this. Um, I don't know if you. I don't know if you remember, but you know, 20, 2021, I'm going to try to be a lot better. Um, and I saw this saying on a t-shirt at JC Penney's and in, in the kids section of all places. Um, and I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to use it more. And, and so the saying is more shine and less shade. And I think that, oh, fits, yeah. I think that fits our business, uh, or our industry seen as how, we all want to shine. Not only do we want to shine as detailers, we want to shine the cars. Yeah, um, it's a double entendre, man. Right, right, exactly. And I and I think that there, you know, is a lot of shade um, being thrown around in this industry, whether it's, um, you know, in somebody's face or behind somebody's face or whatever. And people could say, well, and, and, and since you're saying this too right now, I want to get this out of here. Like, me and Alex are not throwing shade at anybody in this podcast. It is just shit that has been on my mind, on right. Alex's mind, and we're just getting it out. Basically, probably saying a lot of shit people want to say themselves. Yeah, you know <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I feel like I feel like a lot of people who are going to listen to this podcast are going to be like, 
I'm glad that somebody could agree with what I think or, you know, fuck these dudes. They right. they suck because I don't agree with them. But, hey, and, you know what? Sometimes shit needs to be fucking said. Right. And at the same time, if you think that we're talking about you, then you Chances got the God, are. Then you've got the, well, you've got the God complex because I'm really not talking about anybody. <laughs> Bruno might be talking about certain people. I, I'm not. I'm talking. No, man. I'm I mean, listen, this is two or three years of, of God, however many stupid detail groups I'm in. I had to, I had to downsize a bunch of them because I was in too many. And it's, a, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's the same thing over and over and over again. And, and, mm-hmm. and it's just, just frustrating that, you know, and I, and again, here's another thing that I'm guilty of, but I do it with the podcast because I'm promoting the podcast. Um, but man, I, I, the, man, the, I get excited when I see that. Ooh, I got, I got 10, 10 notifications on Facebook <laughs> and it's Christopher Cormy posted a picture in every damn group that he's in. <laughs> well, I only okay. see, I only see three groups that he posts in. IGL, I'm exaggerating, but, but, it, but it happens, right? Like, like you, you get excited yeah. that you see a po you know, you some notifications you're like, Oh man, some people like my picture somebody got something to say. And it's, and it's somebody just posting in every single group that they're in the same thing. And it's like, Oh my God, like you realize the time that it takes me to have to go through all these notifications. So that it doesn't, you know, it's, it's annoying. Um, but that's just my little rant. So. Oh, that's your rant. Yeah, that's my rant. But again, I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it every Sunday night when I post the podcast. So, because I put it in my gears, I put it in every every group. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So hey, let me let me ask you, um, when when a detailer comes and asks you like questions, you, like you you've uh, clearly stated that you had a detailer talk to you yesterday about some stuff, right? Um, how does it? How do you feel when somebody mentions you as like a mentor? Oh, dude. <laughs> so, so Pam, Pam I know said, you. right. And, and, and again, she didn't really say that I was a mentor, but I did, I did help her out on one thing. And, you know, so here's the thing, right? So like at, at first I'm, I'm like, God, you, you shut up. Like, I'm not like, you know, <laughs> I, I'm the furthest thing from it. Um, and I, and I have, a, I have a hard problem with that. I mean, you've been telling me for as long as I've known you now, like, like embrace it, you know, you know what you're talking about. You're good, you know, stop, stop acting. And I guess it's, it's the, uh, what do they call it? The imposter syndrome. Like, you know, I don't think I'm good enough. I'm afraid that somebody's gonna, you know, say something. Out, right. Figure out that I'm not good. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it, it does give me a little warm feeling in, 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 in the heart region, you know, it makes me feel good that, that, you know, if anything, I was able to help that person, like with Pam, you know, Pam had a, an, um, uh, an undercoating overspray issue and everything everybody was telling her wasn't working. Everything she tried wasn't working. Um, and I forget what I told her. I think it was clay. I told her, just try to clay it off um like the easiest most simplest thing or whatever um yeah, and I, yeah. I, I could and i could <laughs> again it goes back to our detailer scientists right and again i could be <laughs> i could be wrong i might have told her something else but i think it was clay um and 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 she's like you know that that was like what i was thinking but i wasn't sure 
And I was like, well, what, you, what does it hurt? You know, it either works or it doesn't work or whatever, you know, and it, and it worked. And, and she, you know, thanked me for it because everything else that everybody was saying wasn't working and everything she had tried wasn't working. Um, you know, so even if it's something like that, I mean, Jamal, um, you know, he calls me all the time and he's like, he's like, you're right. And I'm like, I know I'm right, but what am I right about this time? You know, and he's like, he's like <laughs> you said to do this and, you know, it, it worked, uh, you know, thank you. You know, so, you know, there's certain people like with Jamal, I, I give him a hard time, um, but it still makes me feel good, you know, and, and, yeah. and when somebody who I think maybe is on a level that I am or higher, you know, and they actually come to me and ask me questions or they want my input or whatever, I'm like, what? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I know I'm better than Aaron Knox, but I mean, come on, that's just a title. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so no, yeah. but yeah, I mean, that's, I, it's mixed feelings. You know, at first I'm like, why, why are you coming to me? Like there's, I could name like more, more people than I've got fingers and toes for before you come to me. But, but then again, it, it makes me feel good. It, it does make me feel appreciated. It makes me feel like maybe I do know something. Oh. You know what I noticed too, uh, since we're coming to a close of this year, yeah. seeing how you know COVID nineteen started pretty much in the beginning of the year. Yeah, remember how every single person was like trying to do disinfectants and you know all these claims about you know all these chemicals that can help them right. destroy COVID nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see those anymore. Do you? No. Um, so I think there's a couple of reasons for that. I mean, we, we've had this conversation. There's only one reason. What's the one reason? Because we can't kill it. Well, yeah. That, and I think people are just, they're done with it. They don't give a shit about it anymore. The only people that care about COVID-19 are the Democrats and the media. Yeah. Everybody else is like, fuck it. If I get it, I get it. Whatever. I have a 90 what is it 97 percent chance of living 98 percent mm -hmm. chance of living i'll take those odds is kind of what everybody's mentality is dude um, I'm, I'm i'm immune to it so i don't give a shit okay you are well yeah. i like to think so but i i got injected with anthrax so okay i'm pretty so, sure the anti antibodies of that will fuck that shit up yeah yeah probably probably yeah um, no, but, dude, I've know, been in some sketchy situations, man, where it's like, dude, I think I'm gonna catch COVID in this place, <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't caught it yet. So, yeah, you know, I, I think I think a lot of us as detailers are fairly safe just because of the shit we use. <laughs> Listen, it's not even the shit we use. You're right, like, you know. You got compound I'm, lungs and shit, fucking breathing in acid. It's not and even all. that, dude. It's getting in people's cars and touching their steering wheels and touching their gear shifters and touching their door handles. I uh, mean, building an immune system. And how, ma how many of us do that with gloves on? I never do. Right. You know? And even if you are that person's like, oh, I wear gloves every time. Okay, so when the client hands you keys and you jump in the car to pull it in your bay, are you put gloves on first? Are you exactly. jumping in, grabbing the steering wheel, grabbing the shift? Right. You know, I mean, like, come on, you're already sick at that point. What's the point of putting gloves on? Um, yeah. So, no, I mean, I, you know, and again, knock on wood, um, 
I feel, you know, that's the, that's the first thing I, I, I told everybody that I know, like, listen, man, I've got 25 years of car washing and detailing, you know, in my blood and, and veins, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> like, I don't, in my blood. Detailing is in my blood. You know, I think I've got a pretty good immune system to it. I mean, on yeah. top of that, on top of that, when I was a kid, I drank out of the faucet, you know, I mean, come on. Oh yeah, dude. The hoses oh, and everything. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not one of these little prissy kids that, can only drink out of the filtered water, you know. Yeah, I need I need my Fuji. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man! So so you got you got the Miami game on in ten minutes, right? Yeah, we, yeah, we got ten minutes. So they're playing the Seminoles. No, no, we already beat the Seminoles. Uh, playing uh, Duke Blue Devils. Oh, that dude! I forgot that you're an actual Miami fan. Yeah, I didn't know those existed anymore. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a few of us. They still got the chain gang. Yeah, there's. They yeah, got the, the turnover chain. Turnover chain number four, this year version four. With the the state behind it, right? Yeah, it's the state, and then uh, it's got the the U, and yeah. then it's uh, what is it? The state is all green, and then. Oh, it's white. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's, it's white because the U is green it's and white, It's white, and then and then Brevard County um, is star. Palm Bay County or whatever is the green and orange. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Dude, how do I know that? And I'm not even a fucking Hurricane fan. Listen, they 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 not too good with the turnovers this year. It seems um, so. It hasn't popped out enough for me to have it memorized. Dude, when was the last time that were relevant? When like Ricky Waters was on there or some shit? Not not Ricky Waters. So the eighties eighties and early nineties was our dynasty. When the rock played. <laughs> yeah. Rock was actually on the on the uh what was it, the eighty I forget I forget what year championship team. He actually has a national championship with the Hurricanes. So how are the Packers doing? I haven't really looked. Uh eight and three, I think. Oh, okay. That's pretty damn good, specifically in the NFC. Yeah, I mean the the three games they lost were kind of stupid, but whatever. And they they've had some close ones, which is crazy because they started out the gate like blowing everybody right. out of the water, scoring like right, 30, right. 30 and forty points, and then all of a sudden it was just like they could hardly get to twenty five. Um, dude, I mean it's gonna be an interesting year this year, dude, because yeah. the Patriots are no longer in it. I know. <laughs> And the Steelers, what's up with the Steelers? 10 and 0. 11 and 0. 11 and 0. 10, I yeah. it was 10 and 0. No, they just won yesterday. They played a game yesterday. yesterday? Against the Ravens because it got postponed. That was Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, dude. Why am I thinking it's Thursday? My bad. Oh. Damn. My days norm, are wrong. Normally it, is, normally it is a Thursday game. But yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they had to play it on Wednesday because NBC wouldn't. Um, wouldn't postpone the lighting of the Rockefeller or the the whatever the the Rockefeller light tree. Oh, that uh, pitiful tree they got in fucking New York. Yeah, that supposedly got destroyed on the way there. That is the <laughs> poorest excuse for a fucking Christmas tree. And then I the mean, guy on TikTok with one. Yeah, uh, Scott, somebody or other, right? Yeah, because uh, Rockefeller Junior. Yeah, yeah, because um. Who was it? Uh, dang it! The one guy was making fun of him. The GFC guy. He yes. 
You know the yeah. GMC guy? I, uh, yep. I forget. I can't think of his name right now. Dude, I know what you're talking about. He's hilarious. Yeah, he was making fun of uh, Scott's tree. It was a, it was actually a duo. Like Scott did the yeah. duo, so he had the tree in the background kind of thing. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Charlie Brown Christmas in New York, man. With that tree. It's terrible. I watched the Thanksgiving parade. And I was like, this is shit. <laughs> I don't know like this is that. complete fucking shit. I wonder if they're gonna have a ball drop with nobody there. Maybe. That's crap. I don't know. It's crap. I mean, they're gonna spend all that money just to fucking get a ball. Well, I mean, it's, that's it's, already, it's already there, isn't it? Like it, it's no. Eight. They do a different one every year. Oh, do they? Yes. Um, dude, I'm always asleep by the time the ball drops. <laughs> <laughs> you are asleep. Yeah. God, man, you gotta change that this year, man. You people need to actually celebrate that 2020 <laughs> will be over. Yeah, but then it's gonna be 2021. How bad 2021 it will be, or if it's gonna be bad. But listen, we all need to celebrate that 2020 is finally over. It needs yeah. to be like. Listen, huge. I I blame all this on uh, I don't want to say millennials. What is it, Gen Z? Is it Gen Z? Yeah. Whoever the yeah, I blame it all yeah, on them because they were all like Roaring Twenties. We're ready for the Roaring Twenties. Yeah, fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can't blame the millennials because you know we're we're both millennial. No, you're not. not you're not. not. I am. Yeah. Yeah, you're. you're I think I'm, I'm like Gen X, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm I'm like on the border. I'm on the cuff of Gen X. So. You're an '80s baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're a millennial. I am. Yeah. '86. Yeah. God. Fucking baby. Yeah, what were you doing in 86? Finally figuring out you had a penis? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I had figured that out a couple years before that. <laughs> Dude, uh, 86, I don't know, man. I was skating. I was skateboarding. <laughs> I was skateboarding in 86. I can't man. picture that. You're a little Tony Hawk? Pretty much, man. Dude, I had the Tony Hawk bangs and everything. Oh my God! I, yeah, I had the I had the full on skater haircut, and dude, that was that was it, man. Every every weekend, go hang out with my uh my buddies, and we skate all over friggin' town, man. In the streets it. of Miami. No, no, this was up here in Central Florida. Oh, in the streets of Stanford. No, no, Sanford. No, it was, just, it was the streets of Eustis. Actually, I didn't move to Sanford until I was grown. Grown people. You keep saying Stanford, man. Like I fucking keep living up north. Not Stan. You keep saying Stanford. Yeah. I, that's what I just said. Yeah, I keep yeah, saying yeah. Stanford, man. Yeah. Like I live in north, up north again. Yeah. I used yeah. to go to Stanford all the time, so that's why. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. It is what it is. But you about four minutes away from your game, so I don't want to keep you any longer, man. So that's fine. This was. I think this was a good what's up or what's on your mind. I hope. Yeah. I hope people enjoy it. Um. We will uh, hopefully get back to regular programming next week, um, as long as people show up. <laughs> We're uh, yeah. <laughs> has to be on the on the podcast. So um, yeah, and the uh, the countdown the countdown will begin because I think we're only a couple episodes away from the uh, the big one at the end. 
I think uh, in these what uh, what's on your mind episodes, like after you do your your so cool intro, which I really do like, by the way, uh, with your daughter and the and the cool music and shit. Yeah. Uh huh. You need, you need to put like a warning. <laughs> warning. Yeah. This might this might offend the snowflakes. I probably will, you know, and we talked about it the other day, you know, that I thought about, you know, hey, the ex- the the views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily those of myself or the podcast, but no, you can't you can't use but, that. But, anyway. I, but I, I I I I threw some stuff out there today, so people, yeah, can't say yeah, that. Yeah, but you can't say this <laughs> doesn't reflect myself when you're actually on it discussing shit. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'll just say the views of Jason Bruno do not <laughs> express. <laughs> you fucking potato. <laughs> right, right. Um, no, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll have to put something. I'll have to figure something out. Um, I'm not sure kind of what I want to do with this. Um, I, I wasn't even sure if I wanted to use the... Um, I'm a detailer. <laughs> I love that song, dude. I really do. I think it. I think it ended up coming out pretty good. Yeah, man. I like it because it's your daughter, and I don't know if a lot of people even know that. I mean, I know that because I heard yeah. all the samples and shit. Yeah. But I think it's a fucking unique idea, and it's awesome that you incorporated like part part of your family into it. I mean, this is yeah. your podcast. Yeah. You made it original, so shit. I mean, you have an yeah. original song. It's not fucking taken off of the, I don't know, what do you, like, you know, those cell phone music songs. Yeah, 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 no, exactly. No, and I, you know, and I, and I, I, I um, described it for everybody when it, when it, when I first started putting it on. They so if people actually okay. listen to it, they might know, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's something, you know, kind of background is, um, I think it was like two years ago, um, Haley and I were sitting around after school and she was doing homework, you know, and, and she, she's like, you need a, you need a theme song. And I was like, a theme song? And she's like, yeah. And she just started like spitting bars off the top of her head. I'm a detailer. I'm a detailer. Waxing's easy for me. Washing cars is easy for me. And I happened to record her because it was, it was cute and it was funny um and then completely forgot about it and then and then i don't know what a month ago or whatever before i before it uh the season two it came up on my facebook memories i was like oh my god i've got to use this this is my my podcast song um so i reached out to my buddy justin um who's the lead guitarist of the band called fireflight which is a christian rock band they're phenomenal if you want to listen to some good christian rock music um and i mean like i grew up with the kid i mean he was lived down the street from me like i taught him how to play guitar um kid goes off and gets nominated for a grammy you know yeah (laughs) thanks alex (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um so i reached out to him and i was like hey man like i've got this like could you put music over it or something you know like a screaming guitar or just you know whatever and he made that cool beat um and then and then we had to actually have Haley re-record it because he couldn't take the audio off of the Facebook video. Um so you know I put Haley in her in her room with the phone and headphones and she re-recorded it. And um I sent it off to to Justin and, and then he actually had his son 
like kind of sings underneath it. Like you can kind of faintly hear underneath it. Um, and this sounds like, I think five or six or whatever. So like that made me feel good too, because not only was it like mine and Haley's, but it was, you know, one of my best friends growing up, put the music to it. And then his son, you know, throwing down kind of very faintly under it. Um, so yeah, and it, you know, and the, and the more I listen to, because I listen to the podcast, I, I, I try to preview them before I put them out there just to make sure that everything sounds pretty decent. Um, and every time I listen to that song, I'm like, damn, man, like Haley's got to come up with some more verses. We need to make it <laughs> a legit song, <laughs> but, yeah. um, but no, man, it's, it, you know, like, I, I, I think it's, I think it's an awesome song. I think it's really good. I, I think Justin did a great job with the, the, the beat is kind of very podcasty. Um, you know, a lot of the podcasts I listen to kind of have that, that same kind of, you know, beat to it, electronic type beat to it or whatever. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of hoping for a little bit more like screaming guitar in it and whatnot, but I think it came out pretty, pretty darn good. So, um, and then, and then the other thing that I liked was, you know, and, and thank you for the idea was the, uh, um, was the openings, you know, reaching out to people in the industry. Mm. Um, Yeah. To, to just record me something quick, you know, hey, you're listening to Detail Solutions Podcast with Alex, you know, kind of deal. Um, and I like that everybody has made it like their own. Like I haven't, you know, like I kind of, some people I kind of say like, hey man, can you say it like that? You know, like here's an idea of what to say, you know, and everybody took it their own way. I mean, you had a, a really great one. Aaron Knox, is Aaron Knox? I'm not gonna bring it. Listen, Aaron, man. <laughs> He needs to get a swift fucking kick in the nuts. Why? I hope he I hope he listens to this. I'm gonna talk a lot of shit about him. Cause listen, let's I'm gonna go. Talk let's shit. go. Kick kick off his in for probably like ten minutes, realistically. Yeah, I, I will, let's just talk shit about him. Let's see if he okay. actually. Listens. All right, all right. This is the this is the shit on Aaron Knox segment. Yeah. Maybe that's what it should be. <laughs> Maybe the what's on your mind should end with a let's shit on Aaron Knox for five minutes. Or so <laughs> come on, let's shit on him. That fucking guy, dude, has the has the bluest eyes. Like I just, <laughs> I hate his red hair. I yeah. hate his red hair and I hate his red beard, and he knows it. I told him that before. I don't know. You guys were having a pretty um, <laughs> questionable beard conversation the other night. Listen, uh, listen, I'll tell you straight up: having a beard and doing paint correction is awful. Because as soon as you're done, your whole beard feels like a fucking Brillo pad. Oh, and you gotta I, I, use, yeah. You got to use Listen, chemicals. I, I feel that way with my hair. I mean, like, I could imagine. Yeah, but your hair sucks. You, you can't feel that way with your hair, so you get it in your beard. Your hair sucks, okay? It does. You look like you rolled out of bed every day. I pretty much do. That's why I keep it, that's why I keep it short, so I can kind of do no they can't see me but i'm doing one of these roll it forward kind of motions and yeah but it, the thing is it's not even moving it looks like you have two little horns sticking i, I know man it's because i i didn't dry it right when i got out of the shower but i make anyway. it present i make it presentable for when i need to see clients but mm-hmm. any day i'm not seeing clients like fuck do i care <laughs> I've already got the wife, man. Who am I trying to impress? You were damn right about that. I'll yeah, tell you. Yeah. All right, back to shit on Aaron Knox. We're getting off topic. I don't know what it's even. Uh, you well, know. you are definitely better than him. That's that's a given, and everybody <laughs> should know that. 
I, I'm pretty sure Aaron Knox has a small penis because he's a redhead. <laughs> and that's how just, you know, I'm pretty, like, he has a tough exterior, but he's a little cupcake. He is. He's soft in the middle. He is soft he, in the middle. He, he re- so he reminds me of a pineapple, right? Uh, yeah. I know, how you, I know how you feel about pineapples, but did he remind me of a pineapple? He's he's tough and thorny on the outside, but he's sweet and sugary on the juicy. inside. Juicy, you about to say juicy? I was not <laughs> going to say juicy. No, it wasn't. I said sweet and sugary. No, I'm going to tell everybody right now who's listening. So me and Alex are on a Zoom call, and I can see his face. You can see mine. His lips look like it was about to say juice. <laughs> juicy. His <laughs> lips turned into sugar. Sugary. No, no, no. Alex, Alex thinks Aaron Knox is juicy. This part would be all edited out. Say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, all right, man. It was it was it was awesome fucking doing this, man. Yeah. Uh, I definitely want to do it again. Shit, I'll be a co-host and we'll just fucking slam people. That's, yeah, that's fine. We'll do that. <laughs> it'll, be the, it'll be the what's on your mind with Jason and Alex. Yeah, man. Let's fucking do it, dude. Let's get it. Cool. cool. All right. Well, all right, man. we'll figure it out. Yes, sir. You have yourself a good night and go Duke. Fuck you. That part's (laughs) definitely getting edited out. (laughs) All right, man. Later. I'll talk to you later. See ya.